so good to worship God together. I don't know about y'all, but when was the last time we sang, Here I Am to Worship? When was the last time we sang that song? It's been a minute, right? It's been a minute. I don't know about you guys, but every time I hear that song, I want to cry. Every time I hear that song, it, it, it just hits my soul. It hits my heart. And I just want to be on my knees. I just want to praise God and worship my King, my Father. Every single time I hear that song. So amen to that. I think God knew I needed to hear that song. Amen. And so good morning, guys. Did you guys have a good night's sleep with that extra one hour? You guys did, right? I know I did. I took advantage of that. Um, but but good morning. My name is Rodney Judo Pereiro. I know my last name is long. Every time I say it, it's kind of weird. I got to teach y'all. All right, so I want to teach you guys real quick. We're going to say Judo. Judo. Pro. Rero. Judo. Pro. Rero. All right, let's put it again. Judo. Pro. There you go. There you go. All right, so... I'm a, part, I'm a part of two ministries, right? And so I'm a part of the amazing youth ministry up right from right here. Let's get some noise for the youth ministry. The second ministry that I'm a part of is that I'm a part of the fruitful, amazing, talented, devoted singles ministry. The singles ministry. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the singles ministry, this was a singles-led service right here. Everybody that was up here this morning was a single. And so, praise God. For that, and so again, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be able to share the word with God, with you guys this morning. And so I call this, check this out. I call this Lifeway Mecca. All right. So I call this Lifeway Mecca because this is where Saint Gabriel, both Saint Gabriel and both Glendale, get to come together to worship God together this morning, man. And so I call this the Lifeway Mecca. And I'm so excited that we get to be here this morning. So if you're visiting us this morning. I'm looking at you guys. If you're visiting us this morning, I want to give you guys a warm welcome. And I'm truly glad that you are here with us this morning. And so, Halloween was this past Thursday, right? And so, what, what happens on Halloween? Y'all can dress up, look nice, right? Some of y'all take your kids, go trick-or-treating, right? So, so, I hope you guys had a good time. Um, and so, this... This part of the year is actually my favorite part of the year. I'm going to tell you guys why. Because this part of the year during the fall and winter season, right, there's two reasons. One, the NBA season starts again. All right. Do I got any Laker fans in the house? All right, cool. I'm a huge Laker fan. I'm not a fan of the Clippers. But do we got any Clipper fans in the house? If uh, whoever's recording this, can we clip that out? And so, the NBA season starts, right? And, and, and also, what happens in the, for the rest of the year is that we get to have a holiday each month, right? So we pretty much get to party till it's 2020, right? And so, some of the upcoming holidays coming up are what? Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, where we get to stuff ourselves with food and, and watch movies, watch some, some football, you know? And, and what I'm excited, though, for is the next day, is Black Friday, Right? I, I, I love to shop. You know, my bank account don't let me shop till I drop, but I still love to shop. <laughs> um, and then we got Christmas. Right? We got Christmas. And, and so these, these are huge holidays. These are huge holidays that have, you know, huge themes around them like 
like family, like friends, like love, thankfulness, gifts, and belonging. Right? And so this morning, what we're going to be talking about, guys, what we're going to be talking about is that we're going to be talking about the need for belonging. The title of the sermon this morning is it's, it's called, It's Not Where You Came From, It's Where You Belong. It's not where you came from, it's where you belong. And so I'm, I'm going to share a story with you guys. When I was in, in third grade, in fourth grade, right? I, I grew up in L.A. I was born in New York, but I grew up in L.A. And so when I was in L.A. around third grade, fourth grade, I had to move all the way across the country, or not even the country, the world, to Taiwan. And when I moved to Taiwan, being this little kid, you know, it was, it was a huge culture shock. I can speak Chinese, I can speak Mandarin, but I didn't know how to read, I didn't know how to write. The food was different, the restrooms were different, the people were different, everything was different. I had to learn how to live by their custom. And it was hard, it was hard for me to belong over there. But eventually, I stayed over there for two years. Eventually, I stayed over there for two years. And, and, and eventually when I learned how to live like the way they did, and when I started to make my friends over there, and I, I felt like I was a part of that country, I moved back. I came back to L.A. Going on to sixth grade. And at that time, it was a second culture shock. You know, being gone from America for two years, whole years, was a lot. You know, I, I forgot a lot of the mannerisms that we used to have in America. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until playing basketball at Alhambra Park, I started to make a few friends again. And I started to make a few friends again. And the moment I felt like I started to belong was when they taught me the handshake. Y'all know the handshake, that cool handshake, like, y'all give me the tight. It's like, give me that tap, give me that fist bump. It wasn't until I learned how to do that handshake when I felt like I came back to America and I felt like I finally belonged. And so it, it feels so good. Doesn't it feel good when we know that we fit in and we belong? It, it does, right? You see, I, I think most of us, if not all of us, you know, we can agree that we all want to belong. That we all want to be wrong. Am I right or am I wrong, church? We all want to belong. In fact, you know, the need for belonging, let me tell you all this, the need for belonging, it's actually a primal need. What that means is that it's a basic human need. It's an essential human need. And whether that's, you know, we're, we're all the need is need, whether we're at home, whether at, we're at school, whether at, we're at work, whether at, we're out with our friends, or even at church this morning, we all have this need. But what happens when we feel like we don't belong? What happens when we feel kind of out of place? What happens when we feel rejected? You know, for me, for myself, like, I, I think, you know, as, as even as everybody here, we can start to kind of feel like we're a little bit insecure. Like, man, am I a little weird? I can, I can start feeling a little insecure. And, and when I start feeling insecure, I can start to isolate myself. I can, I can start to, 
you know, isolate myself thinking, man, I, I don't really fit in or I don't belong, so I don't want to really hang out with these people. I'm going to just do me. And, and, and also, you know, we start to believe that our imperfections are our identities. And when that happens, we start to look elsewhere. We start to look for places that we can try to fit in. And oftentimes, those places aren't the right places. And so when that happens, I think we can start to feel unloved, uncared for, and unthought of. And that's when we start to lose hope. And so I, I can relate to all of these things. I've felt these things. I've thought these things. Growing up, it's, it's always been a challenge for me to truly feel like I belong. I, I, I've shared multiple times about my background with my family. But growing up, you know, having a, a, an abusive father and, and a father that was emotionally unavailable, I never felt like I had a true father. I never felt like I had a true you know, man, I can look up to and, and, and go to and, and, and to tell, ask me, how do I be a man? How do I do this? And so every time, every single time, remember, every single time I go to parks, I go to school, wherever I'm at, I see a father and a son. And, and the father just is playing with the son. The father is, is loving up on the son. And I'm over there like thinking, like, I want to cry. And I'm over thinking like, wow, I, I don't belong. Who do I have? And, and growing up, even, even for holidays, growing up, most of, the, most of the time during the holidays, I don't spend it with my family. Because one, they don't really do anything. And, and two, it, it feels weird being around my dad like that. You know, it feels weird being long, going home and going to a family where you don't really feel fully accepted and loved. And it was tough. And so this, this feeling of not feeling belong, you know, belonged to has, has kind of creeped up my whole life. And so the sad, thing that, the sad thing is that this story is a truth for too many of us. This story is, is, is all of our story. And so some of you might feel like you don't have a place to belong. But I am here to tell you this morning that you belong. I am here to tell you this morning that there's no one else in the world that belongs here more than you do right now. And so if you came to this church thinking you don't have a place of belonging, you belong here. You all belong here. And you didn't come to service by accident. You didn't wake up by accident. You didn't get into your car and drove and, and plugged in, you know, Lifeway Glendale on your GPS by accident. No, you came here because God wanted you to be here. And I think we, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we, we need to be reminded of who we are and where do we belong. And so this morning, what we're going to be looking at is going to, we're going to be looking at who we are in God's eyes. And who do we belong to? And how, and, and how it's really not where you come from, but it's where you belong. You guys with me? Yeah. Alright, and so, first point is that who we are in God's eyes. Who we are in God's eyes. Who am I in God's eyes? Who am I? I often ask myself this question, and I don't think I'm the only one. 
I don't think I'm the only one asking this question. I, I often, you know, oftentimes I, I feel like, you know, when we don't belong, we start to forget who we truly are. And when we forget who we truly are, you know, I feel like for myself, I'll start to question myself. And all the, uh, all the insecurities, they start to surface. And then, and then what happens in, inside my soul and my heart, you know, I tell myself in my head, I'm not loved. They don't love you. I am inferior to others. Everybody else is better than me, and I'm below them. And that I'm not good enough, I can't do good. I'm not that person. And I don't, I don't fit in. But guys, is this true? We gotta ask ourselves, oftentimes, we, you know, we're gonna need to ask ourselves, is this true? Oftentimes, we're going to need to compare what others in our own heads are telling us to the truth. And we got to see for ourselves, what are the lies and what are the truths? Because there are lies and there are truths. Amen? Amen. And if God's word, you know, I believe that God's word is the truth. I believe that if God's word is the truth, then we need to be in our Bibles. We need to be in our Bibles. We need to be listening to what God is telling us who we are. And if this is real, and this guy, this is what we're about to read right now. This is coming from God, who is the creator of both heaven and earth, who is the creator of humankind, who is the savior of life, who is the perfect father for all of us. And the Redeemer of our salvation. And so, you know, I I believe that God has so much to tell you. God has so much to say about us. You know, there are so many scriptures about how God views us. And and it was so hard to choose, but I had to narrow it down. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Get some water real quick. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. So God created us in His own image. We look like God. We look similar to God. And and guys, so if God created us in His own image, you know, I think it's safe to say that there's a little bit of God's DNA in every single one of us. Right? There's a little bit of God's DNA in every single one of us. And I don't know about you, but that puts a pet into my step. And I feel more confident about that. Right? When you know that you have God's DNA. Something else that he tells you. Go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. Give me a shout when you guys get there. Something. Something. Or an amen or something. Well, it is on the it is on the on the screen there. So I'll read it there. It says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. When Joya talked about how much, you know, God has given you, that's what you think about. That we should be called children of God. And this is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it 
did not know Him. And so first we got to see how much the perfect Father has given into your life today. Today, yesterday, years ago, even tomorrow, what will God give you? And, and so it says that we are called children of God. Right? It says that we are called children of God. You are a child of God. This is who we are. This is who I am. And this is who you are. You are a child of God. And, it, and it's almost, you know, this, it's almost like Superman. You guys like Superman? Yeah, it's almost like Superman because, you know, when he finds out that his, about his identity being Clark Kent was actually all a lie. And that his true identity being Kal-El, and that he is actually a son of Krypton. Krypton being a planet full of super beings. Right? Being a, a planet of super beings. But instead, we are sons of God. If you know what I'm saying? We are sons of God. The ultimate super being. So what does that make us? You're a child of God. Something else he says. Psalm 139. Go to one, uh, Psalm 139. Let me reading verses 13 through 14. Real quick before we start reading this. If you have time this week, go ahead and read Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is one of those psalms that, that breathes life into you. So go ahead and read that. But in Psalm 139, verse 13 through 14, it says, For God, for God, uh, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full. Well, wow. And so it says that God created your inmost being. And I believe that God created you for who you are. And it says that God, He knits you together in your mother's room. If, if you guys, have you guys ever watched someone knit a sweater together? It takes a long time, right? It takes time. And so, you know, it's like God took His time when He made you. God took his time when he made me. Right? That's in 2 Lil Wayne chapter 2 verse 1. Right? God took his time when he made you. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got that. And so, and so something else that he says that he is fearfully, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are wonderful. Church, you are wonderful. Go ahead and tell the person next to you, you are wonderful. Alright, and so, so God, He tells you that you're, you're wonderful. God tells you that you're wonderful. He says something else too. We're not done yet. Go to Ephesians. Chapter 1. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 5. All right. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. It says, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us for adoption to such a thing Jesus Christ in accordance to His pleasure and will. 
And so what we see here is that God, He already chose you. Before He created that, before He created this world that we live in today, God had already chose you. You know, we are, we are meant to be holy and blameless in God's eyes. We are meant to be holy and blameless. And, and when you think about that, when it, you know, this is what God sees of you. When we think about who is holy and blameless, usually when we view that kind of person, it's usually a person that we love a lot, right? It's like, that person, not nah, he, he, he can't do no wrong. He's perfect. And that's how God sees you. And before, you know, anything else though, you know, it says that like God has already destined us for adoption. I don't know about you guys, and some of you guys might have been adopted, but in natural birth, you don't get to choose your family. In adoption, the family chooses you, and God chooses you. God chooses you. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to be reading from verse 14. This one, this is gold right here. And so in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you know, Jesus Jesus here, he's preaching on the mount. And he's preaching and people are listening and watching him. And, and watch what he says in verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. Let that sink in. You are the light. You are good. You are hope. You bring joy to other people. You are the light of the world. That's what Jesus is telling you. Isn't it nice to hear that that's who you are? And if that hasn't like fully hit yet, you know, let's go to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 38 through verse 39. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 through 39, it says, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus. We're supposed to read more than that. But it talks about, you know, it talks about how, you know, neither angels nor demons, nobody in this world can separate you from what? God's love for you. So nothing will ever separate you from God's love. Nothing. No matter how many times you messed up, God will love you. Amen. And so that's the kind of love that was, is big enough for the sacrifice of God's only one and only son for you. God loves you. I, wanna, I saw this illustration and I, I want to try it out. I'm kind of feeling like Oprah this morning. I got a $20 bill. When was the last time you made money at church? I got $20. Who wants this $20? Who wants this $20? Someone young. Robbie, come up, come up. So this is this is Robbie Callahan from the youth ministry. Give it, give it up for him. You want this twenty? Yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm a bending. Okay. Still want it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm bending again. 
Still want it? Yeah. Yeah? You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Still want it? Yeah. Yeah? You still want it? Yeah. Alright, what if? You want it? Yeah. You still want it? Yeah. That's because it's never lost its value. This has never lost its value. Here you go. You you earned the money. Guys, church, church, let me tell you all. Let me tell you, you've been bent. You've been twisted. You've been, you've been doing all over the place. You've been thrown. But God still sees you for your value. No matter what life is going to get at you, God still sees you for your value. And this is who we are. This is who God says we are. It doesn't really matter what anybody else tells you or what you're telling yourself because if this is coming from God, the Creator, we know it's the truth. And when the world tells you you don't belong, God says, hey, no, you belong with me. You're on my squad. You're on my team. You're good. I got you. Now, if God, if God keeps fighting for you, guys, don't you dare stop for, fighting for yourself. Don't you dare stop fighting through your struggles. And don't you start, you know, forgetting who you are and your value. Because God will never stop. God don't stop. And knowing who we truly are helps us belong. And so, once we know who we are, you know, I believe that we belong to God. Turn with me to Psalm 100. Or Psalm 100. (laughs) Psalm 100, verse 3. Psalm 100, verse 3, it says, Know that the Lord is your God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. And so first of all, we need to acknowledge that God is Lord. We need to acknowledge that. Again, we see that God, He's made us, right? We, we, we looked at so many scriptures, and, and it talks about how God has made us. But we see here specifically that God, He calls us His own. And so therefore, we belong to God. We are His sheep. Have you guys ever seen a flock of sheep before? Because I haven't in real life. But I've seen pictures. And, and in front of the picture, you know, sheep are usually scattered around everywhere in the field, right? And so knowing how sheep are, you know, they need the shepherd to keep them safe. And they also need the shepherd to give them guidance. And I think in the same way, I believe God keeps us safe. I believe God gives you guidance in your life. Turn with me to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. This is a really good one here too. It says... I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will, not your, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your, is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. And so because we belong to God, God watches us. And during His watch, God won't sleep until you're safe and secure. And so this, this gives me a sense of security, knowing that God has my back. Right? So, if, if, you know, when God is my, in my corner, you know, who can stop you if God's on your side? Right? If God is in your corner, who can stop you? Nobody, right? And so it's like, it's like a boxing match, right? It's like a boxing match. Right? You think about who's in your corner. And when it's God in your corner, and when you're getting knocked down, God's saying, get up. When life is throwing things at you, God says, get up. Y'all gotta get up. Don't stay down there. Don't wait the whole 10 seconds. If God is giving you, you know, if He's giving you the power to get up within the first two seconds, you better get up. Amen. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to be reading from verse 9 through 10. It says, But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who had called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so we see. You know, we see here that there's two different kinds of people. We got God's people and those that have received mercy and not received mercy. And church, if you are God's people, we got to live by God's people. You know, you, you got to live according to God's word. Your old self is not your new self. You got to live like Christ. You got you to gotta live like God's people. And just, and I think, you know, just knowing... You know, just the fact that you know that you are God's people, it should change the way you live your life. Right. It should change the way you live. You should not be living the same life when you came here to church and coming out. You know, you should be different because you know you are God's chosen, loved, the light of the world kind of people. And so once we believe that we belong to God, right? So what, what did we learn so far? We learned that who am I in God's eyes and that we learned that we belong to God. And so now we're going to talk about how we belong with each other. And so I believe that, you know, I truly believe that we belong with each other. And honestly, in my nature, I struggle with this. Because, it, you know, what the world has taught me is that I need to be a strong, independent man that don't need nobody else. 
You know, that I can do everything by myself. And I've always imagined being like Wolverine from the X-Men. Y'all know Wolverine? Yeah, yeah right? And so Wolverine, he's, he's a beast of a character, isn't he? Right? He's this buff guy, Hugh Jackson type looking guy, right? With hair spiked up on the side. I don't know if I want that hairstyle, but it's cool on him. And the coolest part is that he has metal claws coming out of his fist. When you know Wolverine's there, you, you better run. Because you know he's unbeatable, he's unstoppable, and nobody's going to take him down. The Hulk has tried, but he failed. Everybody else has tried, and he failed. And so Wolverine is a beast. And he does it all by himself. And to me, that's what a strong man looked like growing up. But I think over time, I think God has constantly been trying to teach me that I can't live this world by myself. I think that one, I need Jesus, and two, I need people in my life to help me be more like Christ. Amen? And so I've learned, you know, I've learned that true strength, I've learned that true strength does not come by holding everything in and trying to navigate this world all by myself. You know, I think that true strength comes from being willing enough to be vulnerable to allow other people in my life. And so we need people in our life. We need people in our life. We need them to help us know that we belong. And two, we need them to help us grow. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to be reading from verse 12 through 14. Verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, over all everything else, Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Clothes. We wear clothes every day, right? We gotta, yeah, we should. Right? This ain't no garden in the Eden anymore, right? We we gotta put on clothes, right? Yeah, we gotta put on clothes and we gotta decide what should I rock today? You know, what's gonna make me look good? You know? We got to put on clothes every day. But, you know, if, if, if we follow this scripture, if we clothe ourselves like this every day, I believe that we can build a community where everyone belongs. You know, we, we, we look at, you know, it's compassion, forgiveness, love, patience. When you think about these, these characteristics or these attributes, you know, these are the kind of people most often than not people want to be around. Right? So I think as, as, as what we need to do, our responsibility is that we need to think about if this is the kind of person I am. If it's not, then you better put that shirt on. And if it's not, if you got to work on compassion, then you better find a shirt that says compassionate and put it on. 
If it's love, then you better find a shirt that says love and put it on. And wear it so that the whole world can see. You know, this is, this is what I want to put on because I want to represent Christ. And I want to help bring, bring other people to Christ. I want to build a community where everybody belongs. And so let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, 18 verse 20. Most of y'all know this by heart already. Most of y'all know this because we preach and talk about this often. But more than anything, that this is the greatest commandment. Or this is the great commission. Sorry, this is the great commission. Right? And so this is Jesus' last words before He left us. And it reads, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Again, the all-power super being, right? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. And oftentimes when, when I, I'm reading this scripture and when I'm talking to other people about this scripture, I'm asking, hey, what does Jesus want everyone to become? But this morning, I am, I'm going to ask you, what does Jesus want? And I think Jesus wants everyone to belong. And it also says, you know, teaching, right? To teach them everything I have commanded you. And what were Jesus' teachings? What were His commandments? You know, I think it's love, forgiveness, Grace, self-discipline, respect, and so on, and so on, right? And so how, how are we doing in helping others and teaching them these things? How are we doing in teaching and help, helping others be more like Christ in this way? Guys, we need people to teach us and to help us grow. You know, I'm, I'm calling you guys back to the art of discipleship. I'm calling you guys back to the art of discipleship because this is where we, you know, this is where we need to be intentional about getting help so that we can become the best versions of ourselves. You know, if I didn't have people in my life to be in my corner, if I didn't have people in my life to teach me, I wouldn't be here this morning talking, talking to you guys about how you need other people in your life. So we need people in our lives. We need them to help us grow, and we need them to help us belong. And so I'm going to close out here. I'm going to close out in John. John chapter 13. John 13, verses 34 to 35. It says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, my follower, if you love one another. And so this is a command by Jesus Christ. Jesus commands us to love one another. And by that, you know, that's how other people can know that you believe in God. That you follow Jesus. And so this morning, I'm going to challenge y'all. I'm going to challenge you to love one another and to love yourself. 
Because we know that loving others and yourself is two different things, right? So you got to love one another. You got to love the person next to you. No matter how annoying, how stressful they make your life, you got to love them. And you got to love yourself. And so imagine, imagine what kind of community we would have if everyone loved each other as Christ did. Imagine how we would feel about belonging if we accepted each other. Imagine the personal growth that we would have if we allowed others in our life to help us. Imagine if Jesus went in your corner. And so I have some practicals for you guys to help you guys find belonging with Christ and each other. First thing is that we need to believe. We need to believe. What do we need to believe? We need to believe in God's words and not what other people are telling us and not what our own heads are telling us about how we're not sufficient, we're not loved, we're all this kind of mess. No, we need to believe that in God's words, that we are loved, we are the light of the world, we are chosen, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the first step. We need to believe. Second thing is that we need to stay. We need to stay. It's hard. If you're moving constantly, it's hard to find a place of belonging, right? Sometimes when we find an issue, the first thing is that, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm telling you, this is an issue in church. This is an issue in church because I'm here to tell you that there's no church on earth that is perfect. There ain't no church you're going to find in this world that is perfect until Jesus Christ has came back. And so there's going to be problems at every church. There's going to be problems at every church because why? People. Sin. Different kind of things, right? But if we don't stay long enough to see what God is trying to do with you and in a church, you might miss out on the opportunities of growth and we'll see what God's glory is like. Some of y'all need to stay. Don't be too quick about thinking, visiting some other congregation because there's an issue. Fix that issue first, then think about that. Y'all need to stay. And lastly, we need to allow others in. We need to allow others in because when we do that, that's where we can really grow as human beings. That's where we can truly find the courage to be vulnerable. Because true courageousness is not just, you know, trying to be by yourself. It's really about, you know, allowing other people in so that you can build a community where other people want to live around, where you want to live around. Parents, think about your kids. You got to let other people in so that they can help you with your parenting. I'm not a parent, but I'm just telling y'all. You need help. You need help. Kids, same thing. You need help. You need to allow mentorship into your life. You need to allow other people, older adults into your life to tell you, hey, this isn't the best direction you should go because I've been there, I've done that, and i messed up. So I'm trying to help you learn what my mistakes were. And so we need to allow other people in, and that's where we can grow truly as human beings and to create a, a community of belonging where everyone wants to be in. So guys, it's not where you come from. It's where you belong. Pray with me.
Dear God, Father, thank you so much for just this morning to just be here to, to worship you, God. To, to, to be here to praise you, Father. God, you are the, the maker of heavens and earth. You are the creator of all things. And I am so glad that we get to be here this morning to, to worship you and to also study out who we are in your eyes. God, I pray that this coming week, regardless of what happens, God, I pray that we remember who you are. I pray that we can remember the scriptures that are so often talked about in the Bible about how much you love us, God. And all the songs that we sang in our service this morning about how great and how much you love us. And God, I pray that we don't forget that we belong to you. I pray that we do not forget that we belong to you, that you are the creator of our life, and that you love us so much, and you are the father of all fathers, and that we belong to you, God. And I, and I pray that we can be vulnerable enough to allow others in our lives so that we can grow. That we can grow into the people that you want us to become. God, the, the, the people, the kind, of, the kind of followers that you want us to become so that we can help others as well. I pray everyone gets home safely today and whatever they're doing, God, I pray that you be with them. Just like it says in Psalm 121. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.